I'm not going to change my stance on the thing. I'm not going to change my stance. I don't understand why the Dolphins passed up Justin Herbert for Tua. I, that's, that's just something that I'm just never going to get over. And I just think it's something that could haunt the franchise for years to come. What were they thinking? This is week six of the NFL season. I'm Devin and Holson. I got a lot to say in a little bit of time. And there's just a couple things I want to cover. It's 12.46 p.m. on the East Coast. Real quick before everything begins, just a couple of things I just want to brush over is one, John Gruden. I don't want to get too deep into it, but what's going to happen with that? What What is going to happen with John Gruden as far as to the people he's been talking to? I want to also mention about the Chiefs and how I did mention earlier in the week. I think the Chiefs should simplify their offense. They got the pieces to simplify their offense. And third, the MVP race of the NFL. So let's begin with John Gruden. Um, he got fired for emails from 10 years ago. Uh, they're talking about, you know, I, I don't really have to get too deep into it. He was just saying a lot of back and forth, sharing emails with people and about, you know, sharing his opinion on people around the league, around certain, uh, his stance on the world and um, how he feels about Various walks of life, I guess you could say, black, white, gay, uh, you know, commissioners, people of power, issues in the world. You know, he was sharing that and it was through email and, you know, it is private, but it became public. And is that I guess somebody had some dirt on John that they wanted to get out. I just wonder who is the it says leaked. The emails were leaked. So when the emails are leaked, when I see that word leaked. It's for bad intentions. It's to destroy someone's uh, reputation and their career and their well-being. Uh, so, listen, I understand, you know, people, there's an argument to, there's an argument to this issue of, you know, well, it's behind closed doors or it's through email. It's not in the public eye. But it's also scary to think that how many people, like, he's feeling like this and he's showing a different person to the ones he's around. And to me, that says a lot. You know, when that stuff comes to light, it really shows you, shows the type of person he is. Now, when I hear a lot of the things he's saying, all I think about is people in my hometown and a lot of the things that I've heard. I'm not going to name any names, but just, it's like, it's there's not a lot of malcontent when they say things, but it's also very revealing when they express how they feel about people and issues and things. And you can't help but put them... You know, in a category, or uh, think high or low about them, or formulate your own opinion about them, because it shows a lot about their character and their personality and their thought processes. So John Gruden having this happen, um, you know, it's a shame, but it just makes you wonder how many other people feel and think the same way he does, but in front of others, or in front of his team, or in front of his organizational uh, pieces, or. Personnel in general, how they have to put on a different persona, that gets a little, you know, who's real, who's fake, what's real, what's fake. So, the and a lot of the Raiders were saying, Josh Jacobs in particular, was saying, well, I didn't notice a lot of that. You know, I didn't feel any type of way towards him. He never, he never showed that type of side or that side of him. He was never, he's not racist. He's not a bad guy. But, you know, I'm pretty sure the other people in the locker room they don't really trust him. So the Raiders got rid of him. 
And I just wonder what's going to happen to the people he was emailing. Are those people still in power? I mean, 600,000 emails, Jesus, since, you know, 10 years ago. I can only imagine where those people are now. Are they still in the league? Are they still in ownership or in high-ranking positions? So this is just one of many cases, I'm sure. One of many people in the league who uh, share the same sentiments of John Gruden, but just right now are just hoping and praying that they're not identified. But, you know... It's tough. You gotta be a good person. You gotta, you know, but you grew up the way you grew up. You know, maybe you feel a certain way, but you act. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what's accepted and how you should be. Because is everyone perfect? Hell no. Absolutely not. We're all not perfect. It's how you treat people. You know, we all say treat people one way, but behind the doors, like really want to, really want to tell them something else, or really feel some some other way. You know, it's human nature. We can't be perfect. But, damn, that's tough to overcome. So I just want to know what's going to happen to the people that he was emailing with. Are they going to be identified? How much further is this going to be investigated? Or how much more info is going to be released? But enough on that. I want to talk about Chiefs real quick. I said earlier last week, I think that the Chiefs should simplify their offense. They upgraded offensive line. They got Pro Bowl guys on the offensive line. They gave a lot of money out on the offensive line. They made some trades in the offensive line. They got the P. They got Tyreek Hill. They got Travis Kelsey. They got the Marcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, and Markel Hardman. You know, they got these guys. But I wonder, are they using too many guys? Are they trying to be too dynamic? You know, this this whole offense that they run, which seems very electric and explosive, this, that, and the other thing, Seems more it's been held to a, it's been halted just a little bit. It's not as free flowing, and it never felt free flowing. I always felt like it took trick plays and broken plays and like all these like extended plays for the Chiefs to get points. Is it time for them to buckle down and start running a simplified offense? Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to be Batman, Superman all these times just to score touchdowns. He has enough. He has plenty on his ball. He's talented enough. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's paid as the highest paid quarterback in the league. Does he need to be that to be great? Or can he just stay in the pocket, deliver some throws, you know, hand the ball off more? They have to have more of a balanced offense. Commit to the run. And that will help your passing game. Don't they have the offensive line to do so? That's something that I'm a little confused about. And now they go up against Washington, who has not been the defense that I expected them to be. And I was, everyone, I'm sure, me along with a lot, well, I know I am, but I don't know how everybody else is. I'm pretty shocked because I was so high on the Washington defense, and rightfully so, considering what they did and who they have, and the uh, one or two players that they added in the offseason. So what is going on? So this would be an interesting matchup. I would not be surprised if the Chiefs come out today and score 30-plus points. I mean, you know, we saw that. We saw that Washington has been giving up a lot, and they've been giving up a lot to teams that you wouldn't think are going to score that much on them. So maybe in the beginning, it can go either way. You know, we've seen this. Are the Chiefs going to come out blazing and get an early 14 nothing lead? Are they going to, at first, is going to be a little struggle? Because their defense isn't the greatest, the Chiefs right now. At least not right now. But they've never really been particularly great. But I want to see. Are they going to, it's going to be tight, and then they pull away late. I, at the end of the day, think that the Chiefs should simplify their offense, be more traditional, maybe tighter tighter formations, run the ball, have you know, have two tight ends out there, block a little bit more, 
Maybe even throw a fullback back there, even though you don't see one nowadays. I forgot who the fullback was before. But I want to see that. And I think if they start doing that, simplify their game, that the success will come. Even, even, not even greater, but you would see it a little bit more frequently. You know, drives that have more, uh, you know, yards gained, I guess, or or just have more of a, have a flow to it. They don't they feel like they're losing their flow a bit. And believe me, once you lose your flow, you got to do something to get it back. Because if you keep trying to do the same thing, it probably is not going to work. Unless, you know, law of averages take over. But I want to see what happens. I want to see them simplify their offense. I think that's the key to success. Also, let's just move on to the last point because I don't want to hold anyone's ear too long. Because everyone's getting all ready for these games. NFL MVP. Eight straight MVPs have been quarterbacks. 13 of the last 14 have been elected uh, MVPs have been quarterbacks and 18 of the last 21 have been quarterbacks so yes quarterbacks are most of the recipients for the NFL MVP and uh, going into this year like every other year although this year seems more like every other year if you think about it there's a lot of there's a lot of candidates there's tons of candidates you feel like there's at least more than ever there's like eight candidates that could be MVP and it's never too early to talk about it. So obviously, we're gonna. There's no start when I start with this team. This player doesn't mean it's necessarily they're leading it. They're leading the race. Kyler Murray, of course, everyone's talking about him. Anytime you put your team on, on a record of five and zero, you're gonna get spoken about. And excuse me, Cliff uh, Clint Kinsbury. I never know. Cliff Kinsbury is, has got a very strong hold on his offense. He seems like he's able to. He has the personnel that he wants. He's uh, he's running it uh, how he wants to, his offense. Uh, he's a couple years into his coaching regime, so he's a little bit more comfortable. He knows what he wants, what he needs to do. Kyler Murray is, is sixth in the NFL in passing yards. He's got 10 touchdowns on the year. He's come first in completion percentage of 75.2, which is amazing. And last time I checked, his quarterback rating was fourth overall with 113. He also has three rushing touchdowns. When you're 5-0, and and your team's doing that well. You also got to give a lot of credit to the Cardinals defense, which is, I think, underrated. And no eventually gets talked about. They've been pretty good for a couple of years now. But we'll see how they go overall and how much it impacts the, or which it has been impacting the the, um, the Arizona success, of course. Because, yeah, you're going to have a good offense. But if your defense can't make any stops, then good luck. And so far, they've been, they've been pretty damn good. Uh, Matthew Stafford, another one. Jared Goff. Took the Rams, had uh, led the Rams to some winning records. I wouldn't say, I guess I, I'm going to be, I got to say that lightly. He led the Rams. He helped lead the Rams because Sean McVay's got a very keen idea of what he wants to do out there. Very, very well, co- uh, very well repa- prepared and has his guys ready to play. A very organized individual. But Matthew Stafford is something, is more talented than Jared Goff. I don't think that. There's too much argument behind that, and and as of now, Matthew Stafford is top ten in passing yards, completion percentage. He has twelve touchdowns and three picks. Twelve touchdowns is fifth in the league, and his quarterback rating is third overall. And the Rams are four and one, and they look a little bit more dangerous, or a lot more dangerous than they have in the years prior. So obviously, that's a team that's very, that, you know, it's on everyone's radar. And there is something that we still got to see what's up with Matthew Stafford, because this is the best team he's. Can we say this is the best team he's been on? Sure. Um, 
is he going to be the difference maker? Because it's not like he he's led the Lions to many many appearances in in the uh, in the NFL playoffs, and he was like put them on their back. You know, there's a lot of losing over there, and he was a part of those teams too. So, it's it's an interesting uh, scenario going on over there with the Rams. But Matthew Stafford definitely deserves a strong look, and Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. This guy, 9.1 yards in attempt. That's fourth in the league. When we think of Lamar Jackson, we're always thinking about him running the ball. And they're saying that he's probably going to, or if you look at it, third straight 1,000-yard rushing season. That's amazing. That's what I heard not too long, a couple days ago. That's amazing. Obviously, we know how, how dynamic. That's a great word to throw out, but dynamic when you think of him. But he's fifth in the NFL in pass yards. This is before Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was first overall, so he can't change that. But he was fifth in the NFL in passing yards. He's got eight touchdowns, three picks. Okay, so he's not completely lighting it up there, but he's steady. His completion percentage is 12th overall with 67.1. And his rating is 104.4. He has a quarterback rating over 100. That's solid. And, of course, with the rushing, he's first overall with 341 rush yards. He has two touchdowns. But Lamar, you know, you can look at the stats all you want. Hear about the stats all you want, but look at him play. I see a kid, I see a guy that his arm talent is showing. I remember seeing him throw a couple passes in college, and he was whipping it. And I'm like, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, it had tremendous velocity on it, first of all. And it was like a sling. He just slung it up there, which it's... Yes, you can have a, you can have a gunslinger's mentality and have the velocity behind it, but it's all more, there's more to it than just slinging it with your arm. But now he seems to he first of all he's got the look in his eye. He looks like a guy that is saying I'm gonna put this team on my back. I don't care what's going on. We have every opportunity. We have an opportunity to win every game, and I'm gonna help us get us there. I see it. It's glowing from him. 100%. And that ball he threw to Marquise Brown last last game on Monday Night Football against the Colts, where he just flung that thing 50-plus yards in the air, amazing. On the money, amazing. He's making throws that I didn't really see him make in years past. He looks like a different quarterback. Now, if he continues, they, they look like they kind of have that magic, the Ravens. They're 4-1 as well. They look like they kind of have that magic that you just don't know. You can't put your finger on it. They're just going to find ways to win. And I remember hearing about it a couple of weeks ago saying that they felt that they had some, some, some something special going on. So it's curious to see how this goes going forward. But obviously, Lamar is in that strong is that conversation. Man who can run for 1,000 and is probably going to throw for 3,500 with close to 30 touchdowns. Or over thirty touchdowns. Let's see what happens there. He might have. He's gonna have a career. At, at least it looks like that. Probably four thousand passing yards. Who knows? Justin Herbert, of course. You saw what he did. He has eleven touchdowns, no picks over the last three games. This and that. We're talking about it. Yes, it's amazing. He's you know he's top ten in most categories and quarter. You know the same stats I said earlier. He's up there just like everybody else. Fourth in passing yards, 13 touchdowns, three picks. His completion percentage just outside the top 10. And his rating is a top 10. And he's got his first rushing touchdown last game. And he was magical against the Browns, which we had a feeling going in. Browns and Chargers, that was just going to be a high-scoring affair. Defenses are just going to they're going to try their best, but it's just not going to work. It's going to be big play central. And that's what happened. It was all about the big plays. And between the Browns running the ball all over the place and between the Chargers throwing the ball all over the place, Justin Herbert looks special. 
And just speaking of Jackson and Herbert, both Jackson and Herbert are tied with the most game-winning drives in the NFL with three. So if that's something that that would help you get some brownie points for an uh, MVP conversation. And uh, if Herbert continues what he's doing now, again, I can't believe the Dolphins passed up on a guy like him to take two and no disrespect to two, but there's, I don't think there's much comparison between their games. Am I wrong? Am I right? I can't believe it. But Chargers are 4-1. And then, of course, is Josh Allen. He's doing what he's doing last year. Well, he's looking very similar to what he did last year. He had four, 14 touchdown passes through five games last year. This year, he has 12 touchdown passes. That doesn't not necessarily – it's just something to mention. Uh, he only has two picks. Last year, he started off amazing. This year, he started off just kind of where he left off as far as last year. He's having a great start to the year. The Bills are 4-1. They are, when in my eyes, Super Bowl, I wouldn't say favorites, but certainly – I mean, damn near favorites. Are they going to be there? I would, I would not be surprised if Buffalo Bills wind up in the Super Bowl uh, because of the... Josh Allen does have that look in his eye as well. He, but he had it last year too. That's what I noticed, the difference between Josh Allen between two years ago and last year. The look in his eyes. That, that, that confidence, that willingness. He always had the willingness, but that confidence that he's ready to take over. He was a general last year, and he's, and he's doing it once again this year. And the Bills have a defense like they have recently. But this is one of the best two-way teams in the NFL. So very, very scary. If anything, this is probably the best Bills team you're going to get. The veterans that they have, they're mad Emmanuel Sanders in a one-year deal. He's contributing tremendously. He's doing very well. And uh, uh, we know they, they got Diggs and Dawson Knox is stepping up. And Gabriel Davis is pitching every now and then. Cole Beasley's falling off the wayside just a bit. But those are reasons for, I guess, that they know in, in-house. Either way, the Bills and Josh Allen, he's getting his MVP chance too, of course. And then there's Tom Brady. Before Thursday, Tom Brady was, number, was first in attempts, first in yards, second in touchdowns, only two interceptions. Just in the middle of the pack completion percentage, but that's because they take a lot of deep shots, and they usually hit them. Well, they're not afraid to take the deep shot. And then he's fifth in uh, quarterback rating, and he has one rushing touchdown, and they're now 5-0. and Those numbers are a little bit different now. Uh, has, he has more passing yards, but he's still number one as of now. And he has two more touchdowns. He has 17 touchdowns, three interceptions through six games, and the team is 5-1. and one. Tom Brady's won MVP in the past for less than stellar numbers than he has now. So why wouldn't he win it this year when he's probably is going to have – is he going to have the best season of his career? It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, between preparation and taking care of yourself and caring for yourself and respecting yourself and committing to your craft, this is what you get. person who's 43 and playing the best football of his life. Damn near close, right? So that's it. And then, of course, you could throw a Dak Prescott in there. Uh, I don't have his numbers up the top, but you know, not nothing against that because I think he's an amazing player and I really do like him. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, but come on, look what the Cowboys are doing. It's amazing what he's leading. He's he's back. Dak is back. He's healthy. He's got an amazing coordinator. He's got great personnel. They have a game plan that they're executing. Their defense is a lot better. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to go over all these numbers after, later on in the week. We're going to revisit that. We'll, re, we'll have a deeper conversation. Maybe I'll bring somebody else in. But the MVP chase, lo and behold, basically what I'm saying is wide, wide open. So this is going to be probably the most interesting race in a very, very long time. So 
we'll see what happens as we go forward. This is something that I want to talk about. John Gruden, the Chiefs simplifying their offense, and and the NFL MVP race. Now, real quick before I go, what's going to happen with the Raiders today? I'm curious. I really believe that there's a way that there's a chance that they're going to be able to rally around it. I think Derek Carr is going to say, you know what? I was here before. We were here before John Gruden. I was here before John Gruden. And guess what? We're all still here after John Gruden. I think we're gonna. I think Derek Carr is gonna really have to take. And I'm sure he's been trying. And I'm sure he has. And he is the leader of that team. He doesn't. You know. Obviously, he wears a C like most quarterbacks. But this is a guy that's confident in himself and knows he's good. And and a lot of people always say Derek Carr is a good quarterback, right? They always have to be reminded. Yes, the guy's a good quarterback. And guess what? I think it's when all said and done, you're gonna say you're gonna start to appreciate how good Derek Carr really was. And it's amazing because what is he, 28, 29 years old? When he has another 10 years in the league, God willing, and he's healthy. Go look at his stats. The guy is. A, go look at his overall stats. The guy's really good, at least what the numbers say. Doesn't turn the ball over much. You know this offense is a little all over the place at times, and I think this year they were, they were starting to figure out a little bit more. But I want to see Derek Carr, I want to see it, I take this game to even greater heights because of, because of the scenario around them right now. He's going to rally the troops. And I want to see. I, don't, I'm out. I would not be surprised that the Raiders come out feeling real good today and beating the Broncos, divisional matchup. I don't think the Raiders are going to falter under Derek Carr's leadership right now. I think his game could go to the next level or at least... Or maybe if it doesn't go to the next level, I just feel like he's going to be able to keep this team steady. And he's going to continue to do what he's been doing because he was always confident in his abilities. So let's see what goes on with them. But I, I really want to keep an eye on Derek Carr, and I think he's going to start getting a little bit more respect than, he, than he's been getting. So I think my eyes are on Derek Carr and how he handles that team, and I think he's more than capable of being that guy, and he is that guy. So let's see. We're going to talk all more about this. But let's go enjoy some football. It's 1.08 p.m. 22 minutes have gone by in this video. You guys enjoy week six in the NFL. And we'll talk later. And remember, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying.